Welcome to the School for Small Business podcast, where small business owners come to learn the keys to running a successful small business on their own terms. We've been in your shoes, scaling from the basement to the boardroom. We understand the highs and lows of entrepreneurship. And the one thing we know, business doesn't have to be hard. Let us make it easy for you. No business degree required. Join us as we unpack what it really takes to have success. The time, the money, and the freedom that you desire, all while having a massive impact on the people you serve. It's okay to want it all. If you've ever referred to yourself as an accidental entrepreneur, this is the podcast for you. We're going to dive into the mindset, the strategy, and everything in between. While you're busy supporting others, let us support you. Hello, and welcome back to the School for Small Business podcast. Today, I am here with Amanda Walker. Amanda, you are a high-performance coach. I love that you talk about helping people increase their income and their impact. It's two things I'm super passionate about, and I'm really excited to dive into our conversation. Before we get started, can you tell me a little bit about how you got to this journey of becoming a coach, and like, how did you land on this zone of genius? Sure. Well, first off, thank you for having me. I love connecting with other amazing, high-performing women. I mean, I landed here from a domino of of events, but the first being my first ever job was a coaching job. I was hired by the local YMCA to teach inner-city youth basketball, and it was really like the first taste I ever got of seeing what it's like to help another human being. At the time, it was five- and six-year-old little boys, (laughs) so it was a lot about herding cats, Um, but what I did notice is the ability that I had to kind of pull the magic out of someone and help them create a, a result that they didn't think was possible. And so that became, you know, the domino event of events in my life where every aspect of my life like was really dominated by a, a servant's heart, but the knack for just seeing the magic in people and being able to pull it out. And so formal education, you know, I went to graduate school to become a teacher and spent my formal career in teaching high school and coaching multiple levels of athletics. I was a CrossFit coach and it wasn't until one morning, a normal morning that I was getting my kids ready. My husband was on the SWAT team for the city we live in. So we were doing this like ships passing in the night thing where he would work the night shift. I would work the day shift And that morning, for whatever reason, I just fell into this. It was like slow-mo from a movie almost, like pulling out of the driveway at my house and driving to work and just was like, I am so not tapping into my full potential of all of this skill set that I built. And that was the day I came home and I said, I'm leaving teaching. I don't really know what I'm going to do, but some sort of path is going to emerge for me to tap into this, you know, coaching skill set that I'd built for 25 years. And so that's when I really stumbled into entrepreneurship and began to grow my own coaching practice, which has always been pre-COVID because it just really aligned nicely with the season of life I was in with kids. And so that's led me now to really working with coaches and other service-based providers, small businesses, larger businesses to help them pull out the magic in their clients using, you know, the skill set and tools that I've learned over the years. Amazing. Can you give us like first of all, I just love how it's like that servant, like teaching, coaching, honestly, like that trait. It's like you can see the like mindedness in all of it. So I love that that's where you come from. You talk about being able to pull out the magic in people. 
Can you tell me a little bit about like what that process looks like? And like, I know a lot of people in the small business world haven't necessarily experienced coaching. They're like, I don't know what this is. Like explain why the magic happens and like what goes on. Yeah. Well, inside of my programs and with my coaches, I, I teach something I call the belief diamond. And it's four core beliefs that we have to have as practitioners. And I don't think you have to be a coach to have this belief. I think this is something as simple as if you own a boutique and women are coming in to purchase clothing from you. But one of the beliefs that I believe is key that we have to embody as the service provider or the business owner is that we believe with 100% certainty that success is possible for the people that we serve. And if you don't believe that, that's like stepping stone one is we have to believe in ourselves and our abilities, but we also have to believe that people are capable of having whatever they want in their life. And I actually find that this is missing from a lot of people. So I noticed early on in my life and in my career that I was just like, oh yeah, like you want that? Yeah, we can help you have that. You want to drain the winning three-pointer? Yeah, let's let's practice it. You want to start and grow a six-figure business? Sure. You want to speak on a stage? Sure, let's make it happen. And so I think that pulling the magic out believes in the most basic concept that it is possible for anybody. And that is a reflection of yourself. So if you're not believing that that's the magic is impossible for you, that there's limitations like you know, they have this success because they're smarter, they're more educated, they're more well-connected, or here's a big one, they have more time. Like, I think it's important to reevaluate that. So while that's not a sexy version of what you just asked, I also think it's like the core piece of where we have to start is the belief work that goes along with it. Oh, that is so good, though. You know, it, it reminds me of people that I've worked with over the years where it's like they almost believe like the, the team just doesn't get it. And it's like, if that's where you're at, like... That's always where it's going to be at. Like it's going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy because ultimately it's like our job as leaders, whether it's in a school or our home or with our teams or even with clients, like, you know, just settling on like, oh, they don't get it. Like I'm thinking of a social media agency when they're not getting results because they're like, oh, my client, client's not doing their job. It's like, well, if you believe in them, then Mm -hmm. anything's possible. And then you work differently to help them achieve it. Yeah. I always like to tell my clients, like, you've got to coach yourself. Like, be curious about the thoughts when you're even going into a coaching call. If you're showing up and you're thinking like, oh, let's just say it was, I was coaching you. Like, here we go again. Stacy just never does the work. Like, we're just going to show up. It's going to be rinse and repeat. Like, what if you heard that inside of my mind before we started coaching? Would you want to coach with me? Like, would you want, would you want to know that somebody you were paying a large investment to, to guide you was thinking those thoughts like that? to me is immediate disappointment. And I think this is actually what's happening for a lot of coaches because they're not doing the necessary work to show up and believe that the results are possible for their people. So why do you think that we think that way? Is that like a societal thing that we just like see problems or like brain wiring? Like, why do you think that we look that way? Yeah, I think it's a multitude of things. I think we collect evidence first off. So if our client isn't putting in the action, like we're taking the action, then the brain is just wired unconsciously to seek and and collect evidence for the negative. So I think it creates the required intentional patterning to rewire that. And so I, I think that's one component of it. The other reason I think we lack belief in our clients is like I mentioned before, it's a projection of the belief we lack in ourselves. 
And so in coaching, I teach and the notion, if you haven't heard it, is projections or perceptions is whatever we see in the person that we're working with, whatever we see inside of somebody else is also inside of us and usually is the arrows of opportunity of growth we have. And so if I, again, we're working with you and let's say one of your struggles, I'm just making this up. This isn't true about you, but one of the struggles is I'm afraid to be vulnerable on social media and share my full self then that's like an immediate trigger for me as a coach of like, ooh, like if I want Stacey to break through this, where in my world am I lacking vulnerability to show up as my whole self? Because I think that is the beauty specifically of coaching is I wouldn't ask my client to do anything that I wasn't doing for myself. And so, you know, it's my belief that clients are gifted to you for your personal growth as well. And so I think there's a lot of opportunity that is just missed there because you just don't know what you don't know. And really like coming at it with a learning mindset. Yeah, for cool. sure. So can you talk to me a little bit about the impact when you as a business owner and a leader receive coaching? One of the things that I was thinking is this book that I read a long time ago. And I was like, it talked about how like, instead of trying to be a manager or a leader, it was like to coach everybody within your organization, no matter what that looks like. So what kind of impact are you seeing when you're helping somebody at the top? Yeah, for sure. Well, I love that you brought this up because I think often people don't identify with the title coach. And, you know, my podcast is called Best Damn Coach. My signature program is Best Damn Coach. However, we don't have just people that identify with coaches inside of that. The podcast is truly for anybody that is guiding people. So mothers should listen to my podcast. You know, at least the majority of the episodes, there's some business specific episodes. But from my perspective, if you're a mother, you are a coach. If you are married, you are probably coaching your spouse or partner. If you're not married, if you are guiding a team, even if you're like the lead person at Chick-fil-A as a 17 year old, you are guiding people and you, you are the coach. And I get the opportunity to work in small businesses often. I go in and work with small businesses and their executive team and top down because they often don't believe they are coaching. And so they haven't spent time necessarily. They're, they're great content experts. Usually they've assumed that position because they were just really good at sales or they were really good at, I don't know, HR or something like that. But they've never really received formal training on what coaching people looks like. And so when we help those people step back and first off, just embody the coaching role and help them see how impactful they are, then what you start to see are things like, you know, an increased ability to communicate, right? They understand the physiology of the people they're working with, simple body language, you know, pieces. They also understand the words to help the people that they're guiding come to their own conclusions, which is one of the really important things to identify or to have discernment between a coach and a consultant is a consultant from my perspective lays out the step by step, but a coach realizes that like what people really need is more than the step by step because where we struggle is taking action. It's not in the steps. And so when we start to help people top down, we start to see performance come up. We start to see happiness come up. We start to see ROI in the form of money, energy, all of those things come up because people are being guided in the gaps and not just the steps. Oh, I just love that because I think of how many business owners over the years I've worked with that especially like even in delegating, they were like, how come they're not getting it? It's like, well, you're consulting, like you're giving them the information, but you're not teaching them how to make their own decisions. So the next time they're back to you and you still feel like you're doing all the work. 
I have to tell you, I don't know why, but at some point in running my first business, I decided like I was going to be the coach. I think I'd heard it somewhere. And I remembered the days when I was like back in basketball, how my coach could see the whole court. Like maybe they would call a play. I couldn't see the whole thing. They knew each player on their teams, like habits and like ways of doing things better than any of us as teammates did. And I remember being like upset sometimes with my coach, but then when I'm like, I don't want to run another drill. And then we would get good results. And then I'd be like, oh, they saw the bigger picture. And so running my business, I took that approach of like, okay, you know, people aren't always going to like me, but I'm still doing it in a kind way. And like, as soon as I adopted that mindset as like the leader coaching of like, okay, I see the full picture. So sometimes my decisions are going to be better decisions And like, this is what I'm going to ask to be done. And I may not be liked all the time, but I can do it with like empathy and kindness. And it just changed everything in my business. Yeah, I love that. And the more I got poured into from a coach for me who had maybe an even bigger view of the court than like the more I had to pour into my team. And it was so impactful. Hey, it's Stacey here. And I have some exciting news that's going to make such a huge impact on your business journey. I created a guidebook called The Profit Playbook, and it's game-changing just for entrepreneurs like you and me. I'm incredibly passionate about doing only things that move the needle, and I poured only the most impactful and highly implementable tools, tips, and strategies into this guide for you. You better believe I took the 15 years of experience that I have working with thousands of business owners, as well as my own seven-figure success story, and I'm making it all available to you. We're going to dive in and explore why profit is truly the key that unlocks business success. You'll understand the levers that can drive more profit to the bottom line while still keeping your heart-led vision intact. And then I provide you 30 incredible ways to boost profit in your business. Imagine the possibilities. The best part is the it's completely free. Seriously, it's on me. I genuinely want to see you succeed. And this playbook is my way of lending a helping hand. Head over to the link in the show notes to grab your free copy of the profit playbook. And let's start that journey toward greater profitability together. I believe we can have income and an impact and live a life we love in our business. And I'm here to support you every step of the way. Are there like certain areas that you're like consistently, I always start here with clients, like this is one of the biggest things or is it very unique to every single person? I think there's definitely general themes. And I think this is dependent upon if I'm working with a solopreneur, a fellow coach, or I'm working in a small business because those might look slightly different, you know, but some general themes that I see emerge is just a lack of self-awareness, a lot of businesses and especially, you know, at the larger level, they've been doing it. They're so inundated. They've, they've grown this successful thing and it's grown so fast. They're trying to keep their head above water and they're inundated with the, the day in and day out tasks. They kind of lack or don't spend time necessarily in that self-awareness and they kind of compartmentalize. They're like, okay, this is my personal life. This is my work life. This is my spiritual life. And for me, how we operate in one of those buckets is typically the patterns we see in all of those buckets. And so when I mean self-awareness, what I mean is just aware of the internal dialogue that's happening in our mind throughout the day. Because one of the models that I use in my coaching really helps us understand that Our thinking literally is the reality for which we are living in. And I think there is a huge gap 
for almost every single person I coach, they're just not in tune with that. And so before we get to the sexy stuff, we have to like build the foundation underneath so they understand that their thinking is driving their reality. And so if they want to change their reality, the first thing we have to do is investigate the thinking and then look at the behaviors, the habits, whenever some of those key performance indicators that are necessary to shift towards whatever results they're seeking. Hmm, That's so good. Yeah. The lack of awareness is one of your first steps. Like a big theme for me lately is like the difference between intention and like our actual actions. Like we often have intentions of showing up in a certain way, but our actions are often significantly different. Is one of your first steps really just taking the time to be aware, like making space to have that awareness? Yeah. I mean, for sure. And first step is just an audit, right? Of like top down, like let's look under the hood and just kind of see what's really happening. And by eliciting someone's goals and being able to know what they want and then doing that audit to your point, usually the gap starts to show itself. For example, it's like you say you want to be on all these podcasts and yet you're not pitching to podcasts and you're spending five hours a week curating social media content. Like these are not aligned. And while that's a very surface level, there is much deeper, you know, versions of that. And it could be like, you say your family is the most important thing. And yet you're spending 60 hours in your business and you're questioning these things. Then let's, you know, I call it the life pie audit. Like let's look at the whole, all the slices of your life and really just see like, if what you're saying is what you mean or you think you should mean, and then take the steps to, you know, reconfigure those puzzle pieces back together. That's so good. So good. I love it. I love the concept of coaching. I love the concept of awareness. And really, like for me, coaching in my business was was absolutely life changing. I have said it before, but like I started with really honestly, life coaching. I signed up for one called High Performance Habits. That's what spoke to me at the time. I was like, if I could just get more done in a day, I got That's so much more than that. Magic. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I, I got that story is echoed for so many people. My first formal coach, I hired as a business coach and it had nothing to do with business. It was, you know, limiting belief work. It was fear of judgment from others and stepping into this new identity and all those things that come along with entrepreneurship and I always remind my clients and say often on my show that entrepreneurship was this journey of personal development. I just didn't know I need it because there's nothing like growing a business, especially online, that brings up all the insecurities that you didn't realize you had. And it gives you the opportunity to either do work on them or run from them. And I'm here for the doing work. Clearly you are too. And we just have to know that and understand that is part of the journey. Mm. Incredible. I love how you put that. Okay. If you have one last piece of advice that you want to like just shout to everybody you wish everybody knew, could you, you know, like spit that out for us and leave us with that last bit? I think after coaching, you know, thousands of people, one of the greatest forms of sabotage are the gap between expectations of what the journey should look like and the reality of what it looks like. And if you were imagine we were graphing this, like our expectation is this perfectly linear line. And the reality though, is this very slow journey underneath that honestly looks a bit horizontal and sometimes can even dip. And so 
what often happens, I call it the land of the lost is we're so stuck on what we think it should look like. And we're not embracing the reality of where we're at, like collecting the data, looking at quantitative measurements. We're getting so caught up in our emotions that I think this is why many entrepreneurs don't survive or don't create success is because they're only focused on the expectation. And so my one piece of advice was just be aware of that. Like, is it true you should be further enough ahead? Is it true you're not having success? Is it true, you know, you're not doing enough? And look at some of those thoughts. Again, goes back to self-awareness and the thinking and really look at the data and quantitative measures that are happening around you. Because I do think that like that's where people just get lost is it they they have this vision of where it should be. And because they're not there yet, they keep starting over, right? They're like, this isn't working. So I'm gonna start over. This isn't working. And they spend so much time starting over instead of perfecting the thing that actually is working. So I would just say, stay the course and really just look at your, your gap between your expectations and reality. Oh, that's so good. So good. And that can be such a hard balance, right? Of like, deciding when it's time to change something up versus like sticking mm-hmm. with it. But I think often we just we quit. Yeah, we try something. Sure. New, and I think this so. is why coaching is so powerful is I spend a lot of time with clients going back and they're stuck in their emotions, right? They're letting emotions be the guide. And I'm like, no, let's look at the numbers from your webinar. Let's look at your numbers from your launch. Let's look at the numbers of sales. And let's actually look at the data before we make any decisions on what to do next. Oh, I just love it. I love the numbers. They're so objective. That's not what we're talking about today, but I love that you bring (laughs) that aspect. I love it. I love it. Amazing. Amanda, where can everybody find you? So first place would be a great place to get to know me and the content that we create is over on our show, The Best Damn Coach. And you can find that on all podcast platforms. And my social media handle of choice would be over on Instagram at a walk my way. And if you are a coach or somebody that's in that space, course creator, practitioner, we have a free masterclass that I think would totally serve you. And that's how to stand out as a coach without spending a dollar on marketing. And you can find that at amanda-walker.com forward slash masterclass and just kind of give some ideas on, you know, the coaching industry is projected to be, I think, $11 billion in 2024. I don't know that specific data. So lots of people are flooding in and we want to show you how to stand out. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time and pouring into everybody. Yeah, likewise. I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the School for Small Business podcast. That's right. I'm saying thank you because I believe so heavily in small businesses and how they are the backbone of our community. And I am so grateful that you are taking the steps to make sure that your small business is here for the long run, supporting your family and your community. And I just love it. If you found any nuggets from this episode that were helpful to you, I want to ask you a favor. I want to ask that you share them with a friend because if you found them helpful, somebody else will as well. And it's that concept of the rising tide raises all ships. So please go ahead and share with a friend, whether it's on social, maybe you're sending them an email the old school way. I don't know. You want to send a letter, but any way you want to share, I would just be eternally grateful. And as always, like, please just shoot me a DM on Instagram. I love to chat with small business owners.